Hello everybody, it's Graham Cave with another My Music. Now, today I've got somebody on who um, I've spoken to several times before. Uh, I think actually uh, this is probably then going to make you the most appearing person on My Music, which is great, isn't well, it? Um, well, not so, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming again yeah, and great. talking it's to us to today. Again. Nick, um, before we talk uh, and catch up with each other, because that's really, we, we don't, really care if anyone else is listening we're just going to talk anyway because we just haven't spoken for ages just, uh, are... <laughs> <laughs> just just imagine you're just catching up on uh, two mates catching up today yeah. uh, before that here's a little video think i had the video with the dancing puppets etc the last time we oh that was on. great wasn't it wasn't yeah, it yeah. that yeah. was my parents house yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did the last time we spoke that's right um and you were thinking about how you were going to move your piano i think right yeah yeah well um so you're aware but i guess the viewers won't be that i moved out to georgia two years ago yeah. But it was um, obviously being a keyboard player, you're you're like the least portable of musicians. So I turned up with virtually nothing. And in the UK, in storage, I have two Hammond organs, two acoustic pianos, um, a harmonium, a Soviet analog synth, um, and a Leslie cabinet. I mean, none of these are portable. Four thousand kilometers east, you know, they're just sitting there. It's like. I could have played the piccolo, you know. It's. Uh, I mean, it's. it's, it's a bit of a... <laughs> I, I mean, some some people would say you don't need all of that. You've got virtual instruments these days, etc. La 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 yeah. la. No, 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 no absolutely not. Because it's just not the same, is it? It's just not. It's the really same. that genuinely isn't the same. Um, there's something about circuitry mingling and producing strange grain. I mean, my analog analog synth never makes the same sound twice, which is annoying you know, sometimes. Hmm? Yeah, annoying it's sometimes. Really annoying, but actually, just it, it 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 fuels your creativity in a way that the dependable strains of, say, like a sort of um, digital mellotron don't. You know, you know what you're getting. Um, yeah. Now, I I I do you know what I I love watching documentaries, and you probably do too, of uh, sort of prog bands and people like that from yeah, the 1970s yeah. Yeah, 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 as yeah, they yeah, went on yeah. tour people like emerson lake and palmer yeah. and you just see these massive trucks or uh, rick wakeman's number, yeah. massive trucks yeah. full of keyboards and equipment and sound chain must have been a nightmare i mean this is why peter gabriel started telling stories isn't it because the mellotron kept breaking down <laughs> so he's like me i'm just a lawnmower you can tell me by the way i you know <laughs> it's like the mellotron fixed yet <laughs> <laughs> Tony Banks is in the background going, go, yeah, hang on. Etc. <laughs> Just like that. Oh, there you go. Bringing back memories. Um, so I did. I do have a piano out here now, which is great. An electric piano, which has served me well for two years so far. It's a little gigging piano, which is nice. Yeah. So. Secondhand music scene there in terms of equipment or 
No, there's some, there's some exceptionally good music shops firsthand. Um, there's our Steinway showroom here and everything, which I've yet to indulge in. Um, well, you haven't just popped into the Steinway showroom and, you know, sat down and started playing just for the sake of it. You well, know. actually, when I saw Toremos in Manchester two years ago, I um, she plays a, bo a Bussendorfer, you know, one of these absolutely yeah, huge yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've played her piano. Have you really? I have, really, yeah. What? Yeah, no. Where? where? <laughs> uh, okay, so the first tour that she ever did in the UK. What? Yeah. Well, Seriously. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and she left me, she left me to play her piano to get, get sound levels right while she was getting changed. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's um, incredible. It, it, oh, I have actually that, played right? that piano. Yeah, very it's badly, cool. but I have played it. Excuse the dog, Amazing. by the way, who's now decided because we, we showed the dog to you just yeah. before we went on air. Now he wants a third screen. The the dog now wants to play with a toy. You'd not, you don't need to play to with a toy you. whilst Nick's here, right? Yeah, no, that, that's it, a, that that true a story. Story. impression. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> well, when I saw her in Manchester with my, I took my father to see her, um, because I've been a fan since I was a kid and. I've converted my entire family into Toremos ravenous fanatics. And so took him to Manchester seat to see her. We saw the Bosendorfer being loaded out of the venue, which took about it was like the Velociraptor installation in Jurassic Park. I was like, this is like, you know, like big, big round of applause for these hench mofos. And um and then I was I was like, I really wanted to play a Bosendorfer. So I Googled, is there a Bosendorfer showroom in Manchester? Yes, there was. So I had one good shirt with me. And I and I dressed up and pretended to be extremely wealthy. <laughs> Walking there with my father, who would put on a suit. And I was like, hello, I hear you have a Bersendorfer Imperial Grand. <laughs> and they were like, please come this way, sir. <laughs> so I had to, we've got to have a go on that, which was just, uh, it, was, it must be like two drivers, what a, a Bentley is or something, or a Ferrari. It was absolutely, uh, you know, empowering and wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's what you need to do uh, with the Steinway. I mean, I think yes. you just need to find yourself, uh, yeah. maybe sort of a you know a Grammy award-winning artist, and and just wander in there with them, and and, and yeah. say I, yeah. I, I need to tr I need to try out every piano for this this artist. They can't yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, can't yeah, touch yeah. it. They can't touch it because it's or just win a Grammy and go there myself. You know, it's like yeah, I'm not that's American. a good idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you moved. I was going Sorry. to say, you've moved and I've moved. You may have noticed there's now? no sheet anymore. There's, there's no sheet. Mm -hmm. There's no. So I've got I've got my own room now just for doing this, which is lovely. Excellent. It, it makes Excellent. it makes so much more sense. And and the beautiful yeah, yeah. thing is as well is that uh, so the room not only has its own sausage dog, <laughs> which is which is an essential uh, part of it. Any. That's what sealed the deal, right? space. Yeah, um, but also in in the above here, which you, well you can't see, but I'm gonna I'm gonna turn around. I've got I've, I've got a space for a bit of vinyl, nice, and some, and some music books and some cassettes. Look at that cassettes. Oh, I've got some cassettes here as well. And then over in the corner, people this is, people are getting a studio tour here. Uh, over in the corner, look, I've actually got a a record player. Uh, and um, a very old, which I managed to uh, to acquire, a very old huh. sharp microsystem uh, with a cassette player oh, as lovely. well, which is yeah, 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 this yeah. is brilliant. So, yeah. 
So out here I live, um, obviously it's an ex-Soviet territory. I mean, well, it was the Republic of Georgia long before that, but then the Soviets came along and and was going to swear then. But anyway, we know what happened there. But so to call it an ex-Soviet territory is to do uh, a disservice to Sakot Velo, we call it. That's the Georgian name for Georgia. But right near here, there's an old um, Soviet paraphernalia market. So as soon as I arrived, I started buying up a load of Soviet tape recorders. And I've been using those to like fake Mellotrons and things. Um, uh, and I've, you know, I've been buying bells. I've got, a, I've got a, a, you can buy hunting knives and sort of copies of Mein Kampf in Bulgarian. And, you know, everything a boy could need to start a new yeah. life in the East. You know? <laughs> then, yeah. Uh, let me show you do, around mine. Do, do, does, a, does a, yeah, yeah, let's have a little look around. So does a, um, does a, a, a Russian tape recorder have a particular tone to it? They're incredibly well made. There's all really good engineering. Here's some of my paintings. I've been doing a lot of painting out here. Um, also, it's uh, a bit like Russian old, Russian yeah. lenses for cameras. My my son um, bought a whole load of Russian lenses for his camera because they were so well made. That's they're really that's good. Beautiful. That's a death yeah. mask that I had for. I have a I have a avant garde um, BDSM performance art troupe out here now. Sort of a cultist BDSM performance art troupe. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> It's weirdly caught on. It's called a Lemna Infractable. This is the death mask I used when I got buried on stage in 77 kilos of earth. Um, Here's a stone from the villa used in Pasolini's Salo. This is one of my paintings as well. Um, Here's a bell that I used in another project called Vanta Black, which features the bassist from Burning Witch and Sunno. Stuart Dahlquist and a Scottish author called Chris Kelso. Uh, Excuse my huge hands. So I've been pretty busy because I finished the new record in, excuse me, stay there, July last year. And as you know, I get pretty restless. So I was very pleased Mm. when this brilliant Scottish author, Chris Kelso, mailed me and said, Nick, I'm wondering about starting um, a kind of like international online band where we all contribute. And I ask... uh, well, relatively renowned cult authors to recite my transgressive, like sort of science fiction horror texts, and you create some music around them. I was like, bring it on. So, yeah, do that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll send it to you afterwards. I'm really happy with it. Um, we're designing it as a bunch of 10 inch vinyl releases. So, it's nice to write for a specific duration, sort of between 10 and 12 minutes per side. And it's kind of like sort of um, literary chamber doom music. Literary like chamber three, doom music. Uh, um, now, <laughs> the challenge is out there to anybody uh, listening <laughs> is to go into your local record mm. shop, particularly particularly a, a massive chain, because With I just HMV feel like that, yeah, yeah, HMV, <laughs> and go. Uh, <laughs> have you got a section called? <laughs> I can't seem to find your literary chamber doom aisle. <laughs> 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 oh, that would be brilliant! Please, somebody do it and and uh, film the, uh, yeah. the response, and, and, and I'll send them a copy it. of the record if they send us a video. Yeah, because that would just yeah. be brilliant. I think that's <laughs> fantastic. That's the best sure. promo ever. <laughs> oh. So yeah, you've been you've been incredibly busy now. Um, I'm meant to be talking to you about the the, the new album, so we, we should talk oh, yeah, a little that. bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a single off of it, which is is being released. Tell tell us a little bit about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say, I'm gonna say, having listened to it, 
Wow. All Thank right. Um, for the start, uh, you cannot tell at all that you like Tori Amos. You cannot tell. <laughs> who's he? Never heard of him. Exactly. Who's who's that? <laughs> who's to- who is that Tory Amos? What is he doing? I don't like the Tories. No. <laughs> but but there there is an element I feel where you've actually channeled your your inner Tory Amos into that single. I think Would it's simply because uh, for ten years I was predominantly playing guitar in the Academy of Sound and not really playing piano, so my technique had drifted on the piano. And then we got a brilliant guitarist in, Guy, you may remember. And I was like, well, there's no point in me playing guitar anymore because this guy's a virtuoso. So I switched to piano, but then obviously everything changed with the pandemic and Brexit. I moved out here. Um, don't have a guitar. Not really that interested in playing guitar, really. It's a useful studio tool for me, but it's not something I'm in, I intend to become a virtuosic at. The piano has been my, my confidant and closest ally since I was like four or five. I think I was starting to tease out phrases on the piano before I could even speak words in English. Mm. Um, so it's really, I think, um, just a product of of, of practising daily. I'm just doing scales for an hour every day and then doing sort of technical workouts. And so I'm like, yeah, there, um, there is a Tory current to there, but I think it just comes from the shared um, classical background and commitment so, to yeah. technique and discipline and... Um, yeah, but I mean, also that's a massive compliment. So thank you. Um, uh, that's that well, song. I think she'd love it. I think she'd love it. Have you sent her a copy? No, I wouldn't know how to. Um, I mean, actually, I do. Uh. I do have her address because there's a studio there, so it's quite easy to Google her. <laughs> but um, but I don't have. Well, she's just sa- she's just south of us here. She is, um, you know, in yeah. Corn- in Cornwall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you if you send one over, what I'll do, I'll just I'll just cycle down and just pop it through a letterbox. Is that right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, hey, it's it's me. I I helped you with the sound check in 1992. (laughs) She'd be like, who? Who?" Oh, Graham, come on in. She honestly would not remember. And (laughs) she she probably would want to forget because it was a particularly particularly wet day. Um, Yeah, right. Which is why she hadn't got time to come and play the piano for herself because she was right. absolutely. She came in, nobody recognised. It's quite an interesting story. Nobody recognised her as Tori. Was Amos. it ninety two? Because it was Yes, that that sort of time, yeah. and nobody recognised her for Tori Amos. A because she wasn't really that famous yeah. in the UK at that time yet, but B because she just looked like a drowned rat that <laughs> came off the street. <laughs> So until <laughs> until she until she'd like derobed herself and, and re-robed herself into yeah, something yeah. more more stage worthy and appropriate, yeah. um, she just looked like everybody else <laughs> coming <laughs> off the street. Just uh, another, so, another ginger commuter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, come on in, you poor soul. Come and yeah, yeah, come yeah. and get a, get a point of our uh, yeah, get a get a point of old dog and sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You smell like my Labrador. Um, <laughs> so, so the single, I think uh, it was one of the latest songs I wrote for the album. The album I started writing on January the 11th, two years ago. The first day I arrived in Georgia, I didn't know anybody. I knew one person, a friend that had actually um, programmed the concert with me and Toby Driver here eight years ago now. Um, but I was pretty much on my own and I was in an Airbnb. I didn't have any instruments. Um, 
I have an apartment now and I've been here two years and it's lovely. Um, but I started rock because it's just such an inspiring place. The landscape, the people, the strange energetic currents that interweave here and the, the sense of a cultural melting pot and a place in flux is just um, restlessly inspiring and invigorating. Mm. So I was just walking around town and there were like sort of icicles and a frozen waterfall and all this stuff. I mean, it's just great stuff for poetry, right? Um, so I started writing the record then. It's quite, it's a long record. It's 80 minutes. Uh, I'll send it to you, by the way, an advanced copy. And um, I had some funding from Help Musicians towards the studio costs, which is a huge boost. Um, that's a massive because, A, there are some brilliant studios out here, one of which called Leno is a former Soviet movie studio that's the size that can record orchestras. That's where I recorded the wow. piano. It was a 19, 1953 Steinway with nine vintage mics picking it up. Um, absolutely in my element. You know, you can move the walls yeah. to change the reverberative quality of the space and all of this stuff. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I, it's a lot, long way around to answer your question, but this is how we roll. Um, I was looking into what microphones Scott Walker and Kate Bush used for their voices. Um, oh, it turned out to be a Neumann, Neumann U47. So I, Became friends with some Georgia musicians. And I was like, do you know anybody who's got a U47? They're like, oh, yeah, my friend Ilya, who had just moved from Moscow, the very famous uh, Russian sound engineer. And he just moved from <coughs> Moscow to Tbilisi in the wake of the war. He's a, an avid collector of vintage uh, Soviet, uh, vintage condenser mics. Um, he has a 1953 Neumann U47 that he bought for $30,000. I was like, you're my guy. And um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I filmed most of the what? album making process so I'll make some videos available And uh, but yeah so I got through like the process of writing the record and I was like okay this is a pretty weird challenging uh, experimental record um, I should probably try and write a pop song in, in the only way I know which is for my silence you know <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's as close as I'm going to get to be honest um, but yeah it was sort of reflecting on uh certain periods within the wax and the wane of the pandemic and its various lockdowns and sort of um i moved my ex back in with me who's uh, a troubled creature to say the least but also you know a beautiful one really a good heart um but uh it quickly descended he quickly descended into um a, a drug spiral again and sort mm. of getting psychotic and hallucinating demons and all this stuff and it was a difficult time because obviously you can't in a lockdown you can't just throw somebody out and also even if they're being demented and you love them it's kind of like what do you do so uh and various friends thought i was having like a great time and largely i wasn't and i don't <laughs> think he was you know it's like it's, it was really quite traumatizing for both of us i think you know um even though there's this, there's this bond of love with us and um so everyone else was like, oh, Nick's having a great time. Uh, fuck him. And uh, I, was like, I was like, no, I really could do with some help here. Um, but also it works both ways. I mean, you know, I didn't actually yeah. ask for help. So it's kind of a sort of uh, two-way negotiation between feeling somewhat jettisoned, but then also not being at my best anyway, you know, and in a position to ask for help or to be a, as good a friend as I would have liked them to be to me. So I wanted to make that. That's a perfect pop song, right? You know? <laughs> 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 it's it's the perfect ingredients for a pop song certainly yeah, yeah. i mean do, do you find it odd that um especially now that we're online in the world do you do you find it odd that that 
the perception of what is going on is so fundamentally different for a lot of us. Absolutely. I mean, going on? yeah, absolutely. It's like a sort of multi-angular, subjective, um, prismatic kind of uh, continuum, isn't it? You know, it's like we all, well, I mean, people, everyone perceives us um, in a slightly different hue and nobody perceives mm. us the way we ourselves perceive us, you know? Um, I can't remember who's, who said that, you know. Um, but then we start to lose sight of maybe how we perceive ourselves in that because it's there's so many projections of how yeah. we're perceived well as yeah? Tor Amos said Tor Amos said I don't read my press I weigh it <laughs> <laughs> which is which is sensible which is very very sensible for any any musician out there yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just hit yeah. retweet and then and go and make a cup of tea you know <laughs> um but no absolutely I, yeah um and also I like I like to keep it it's important as a songwriter to express yourself as 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 honestly or dishonestly as you like but as long as there's a purity of intent there but also to to allow a degree of sort of um universal projection onto the what's being said you know, so there needs to be not a nebulous quality, but um, an approachable quality. I mean, if, if you yeah, because otherwise, otherwise the the audience it'll be thoroughly alienating, it. and that's not the point. The whole um, yeah uh, intention of this endeavour is to communicate and to to be understood and to encourage others to feel understood and be understood. You know, it's a dialogue, right? You know, yeah. so everything's a dialogue. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I lost two friends within six months. Um, and in fact, another one last week. It's uh, I'm going to have to keep adding verses Holy. to this record. No, it's just um, it's been it's really devastating. Two very very close friends from Brighton died within six months of each other. So when the first one died, I started writing a song called Archipelago, which is a requiem just for piano and voice. Um, and it's I mean, when I recorded the vocal, uh, I was welling. I burst into tears after finishing it. And uh, so I started writing it. I was like, okay, I don't want to finish this song. And then my other friend died. I was like. Okay, I've got to finish this song now. You've got to Please. So there's a verse, and there's you know there are three three people who died, including my first partner. So they have a verse each, but I kind of wanted to make it sort of documentarian, um, and that I mean there's a lot of kind of like modern classical uh, arrangements on the record. Essentially, I've been I've started scoring all the string arrangements myself um, for Lizzie Carey, who's done work with me for the last ten years, and she's brilliant. Uh, she was with Bat for Lashes for ages. She can play pretty much anything, even though she swears at me when I send her the, the printed score. She's like, oh, you've done it again, you absolute... You know. <laughs> then she plays them flawlessly. Um, there's a territory within Georgia called Khevsoreti, which is up by the Chechen border, and it's a, a mystical, um, high-altitude, like mountainous, like serene, raw, brutally... Um, real nature area and i try to slope off there about once a month just to give myself some peace from the city i've got good friends now up there who run a guest house they're all artists and i kind of dreamed a lot of the record up there and i went up there to grieve my two friends who had died um there's a siberian husky there called hachiko who belongs to the owners of the guest house and i was grieving jesse who was the second of my friends to die within that period of, of the of, of writing the record and whilst there was a fire pit and ostensibly everything was lovely, it was lovely. I was obviously emanating sadness and dogs, as you're very well aware, with your trusty pencil case beside you, are empathetic creatures. And this, this Siberian husky just came and put his head on my lap and was like, you're sad, aren't you? I was like, mm-hmm. And they just sort of smiled at me. I was like, 
this is too much. So I was like, thank you, dog. So I walked off into this sort of um, uh, light pollution free, like absolute pitch black apart from like pinpricks of starlight. And, and I wrote a little uh, thank you song to the dog and then went back and sang it to him. <laughs> That's on the record. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote a lot. Is the, the, do- is the dog is the dog actually on the record or or not? Uh, no, but he sang to the album sleeve. Um, there, you go. there is uh, the, the family that owned the dog. They're all artists, and one of the sons, uh, Birdie Arabuli, is a brilliant painter. And um, you, I'm going to be using. Asked, I've asked permission to use one of his paintings for the cover of one of the singles, which he's very graciously said yes to. So, yeah, so I feel very grateful to uh, this land for for having me. You know, as a humbled guest to call it home. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, and I mean the first, the next single is called Kev Soretti, and it's a big orchestral piece. There's a twenty part string section. Um, yeah. So you that's know, one of the so... things that I love about what you do, Nick, is that, um, and because not not every artist does it, but I think it's incredibly valuable in this world that we live in right now, uh, which is I, I, you, you very much, to me, are a mirror. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Because honestly, believe like, you know, some people are, when they create are very centered in what they're doing. But actually, right. a, a lot of what you do is actually just reflect where you're walking. Yeah. And who yeah. you're walking I with. Mean, and that's that's um, almost prophetically accurate because I, I write a lot as I'm walking. You know, my iPhone voice notes, I think there's about 1,500 voice notes in there just because I take long walks. Wow. And as oxygen moves through my lungs and I feel like I'm doing exercise and, and the landscape is absolutely intoxicatingly beautiful um and also just the, the the charisma and quality of the people and the stories you hear is, is um overwhelming at times you know um yeah uh so yeah of course and I, I feel a bit like a journalist at times you know it's like i mean but, uh, but let's let's quantify that because um, yeah i yeah. i feel like a quantifier i i feel i have to quantify that as well because i feel like a journalist most of the time mm. but we're talking about proper journalism not yes. this sensationalist yeah. nonsense where it's a, yeah. a, a yeah. Uh, you know a movement around yeah. an in-truth I suppose it's, you could it's... say journalism in the in the sense of journal as in diaristic or, or documentarian you know it's like yeah um well, it's, as yeah. i was taught to be a journalist many many years ago when i actually right. did my diploma yeah. in journalism which was sure. reflecting what is going on and allowing yeah. other people to make their mind up which yes. is the yeah. which is proper, yeah. you know, yeah. not spinning something so that we Absolutely. believe something. Completely. There's a song uh, called Hollow Man on the record, which is seven minutes long, and it took six months to write. And I started writing it the day the Ukraine war started. And um, but I'm not from Russia or Ukraine. I'm from a privileged post-imperial island that exercises far too much power overseas for its own good, you know. And um, so I didn't want to wade in there with my sort of Bono-esque proclamations of, you know, this guy's an asshole, you know. It's like, and um, uh, so that's why it took me six months because I had to engage in conversation with people who are actually from these territories and get a feel for their attitudes and and mm. tones towards these subjects because it's not. For me to ventriloquize um but then there are songs on the record i mean there's a song about based on my imagination you know so it's been an interesting process in tandem with the writing of, of sort of 
kind of like that's um, really interesting that's really interesting disindoctrination you know i don't feel anywhere near as i mean obviously i yeah. am but i feel like i've shed a, a lot of western crap you know not that i not that i particularly ever liked england anyway you know i never felt entirely at home there um but obviously you know you're you're raised within a culture so you you, you you're imbued with it but when you move somewhere that's so exotic to the conditions in which you were raised you know it's uh i think this is the beauty of 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 traveling is as as that you listen and you develop your humanity and your empathy you know it's like um when you when as you were saying that and as you were talking about that i i was actually thinking about um the marillion album fear as well right <laughs> and, the, and the reason being uh the reason being is because that album has a, a song on it called Gaza. Right. And when, right. And when Steve Hogarth yeah. wrote the song Gaza, he wrote it from the, the viewpoint of the people of Gaza. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and how, and, and he knew that that would be quite politically difficult. And he, and he talked to, to people wow. that were there and he, he wanted to find out actually he wanted to hear stories of actually what it was like um and i think that's important i think it's important to do that that work when you're then telling a story that's quite difficult because i think otherwise we just we just make things uh up but actually what's really interesting is that there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of that album as well, which is actually anti-British as well, or anti-England. Right. I mean, and actually, to it. what's the yeah. album called? It's called Fear. Right. Okay. Which you. which actually yeah. stands for F everybody and run. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, no, but that, I, that, I think you'd actually cool. quite enjoy that um, because it's yeah, actually I think it, yeah, yeah, yeah. coming coming from a similar place. Um, well, I like the way Robert Wyatt went about that. Well, he's always gone about it in, in the most um, beautifully, starkly honest and dedicated way. The, you know, the way he uh, infuses politics with music. Um, mm. But uh, especially on Comic Opera, his last solo record, um, where for the last third of the record, he refuses to sing in English as a political statement. He's like, um, OK, I, anything else at this point would be Western liberal platitudes. I'm going to sing these protest songs these revolutionary songs in their original language you know and it's absolutely yeah. brilliant i mean how how awesome you know <laughs> like uh and uh then the record he did with gillard atzman and ross stevens where they do a song called goat the ghost within which alfie alfreda benga wrote um um robert's wife and absolutely beautiful um and they, they also did a song called la ahare yalam uh on cuckoo land which is a song by a Palestinian singer. So they're not like lazily appropriating tropes in an, in an attempt to look good to the Western press and like a hand wringing and all this. You know, they're actually doing their research and they're honoring the source material and it's, you know. Yeah. The, the other person I think, uh, I, I don't know whether you've spoken to them, but obviously um, we, you've got a shared connection, which is Shauna from Shameless, who, yeah, uh, who actually introduced yeah, yeah, yeah. us in the first place. But uh, someone else that she represents is. Uh, it's an artist called Six Crowd. I don't know whether you've come across. Right, Six no, Crowd. I don't. No, no, no. Okay, no. well, get get Shauna to to introduce you. Um, but she's a Ukrainian artist, and she, the last time I spoke to her, she was she was kind of uh, she was in Ireland because it was unsafe for her to yeah. be home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. 
but but her project, which I think is fantastic, is um, she has been around and she's captured the recordings of <clears throat> old babushkas wow. from the Ukraine <clears throat> because, and she was talking to me about how their their traditional songs, their folk songs, were changed via occupation. Yeah, yeah, and the the the, wor the words <clears throat> and the meanings became sanitized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, through through yeah, occupation, yeah, yeah. and what she did yeah. was look for the original songs, so that actually, as a as a protest in a way, she could get back to the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. original yeah, like reclaiming of occupation. Absolutely, yeah. You know that um, twenty percent of Georgian landmass is still occupied by Russia. Wow. And they, I mean, in Abkhazia, which is not the preferred term, but I can't remember the the. The Georgian term currently. Um, the Russian borders, they keep moving the border every few weeks. So, like one morning, uh, you know, a, a Georgian farmer woman will wake up in Russia, ostensibly in Russia, and have to milk her cows through uh, a load of razor wire. It's just, what? it's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Insane. What, that, would make, that would make a great album cover. Yeah, that would. I've never been to that part of Georgia. I mean, I, I do want to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's quite dangerous, I expect. Kevsereti, the region I mentioned earlier, uh, is very close to the Chechen border. My parents came out by train uh, two Novembers ago. My mother has not until now ever flown. Um, that might change soon, I think, which would be lovely. Uh, so they came out by train over 10 days from the UK. Nearly 70. Like, bravo. <coughs> And we went up to Kevsereti, stayed in this beautiful village, and then got a uh, hired a car to take us up the quite exhilarating and precarious mountain pass over to a medieval fortress village called Shatili, um, which is just staggeringly beautiful. And then we ended up, we found ourselves at the Chechen border. And at the Chechen border, there's a, a 200-year-old a necropolis called Anatori, which is where <clears throat> the inhabitants of a Georgian village who were beset with a plague the infected ones took themselves off to die so they wouldn't infect their family and just died together in these stone huts on the Chechen border. I was standing there with my parents going, I really did not ever think this is a circumstance any of us would be in together. <laughs> just astonishing, you know? Yeah, yeah. With Chechen border guards with sniper rifles, you know, sort of waving at them and it's just, you know. I, I'm guessing being in that environment, as you say, at, at, on <clears> the one <throat> hand, it's stunningly beautiful. On the other hand, it's you can probably sense the 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 danger of it and and the rest as you said restless earlier i think that's a really good word restless it seems to match my intensity and there's that there is like the jordan people there's they're, they're incredibly kind and um uh, beautiful hosts kind generous spirited people and um and I, you know i genuinely think that the the there's a less parsimonious quality because they don't come from privilege. They haven't had um, the opportunity to become complacent as a human towards other humans. So there's a real com communal bond um, mm. in a way that I've never felt before, which is... Uh, Do you know really what? Incredible. You've crazily you've crazily just said something that... Um, and you're, you're not going to like this, but you've crazily just said something that actually Will I Am said yesterday. Really? Yeah. Um, he was actually talking about AI. Right. Um, but but interestingly, 
he was saying that there's a real danger <coughs> in the way that we're that we are feeding AI and technology yeah. Yeah. To, to help it grow, but we are not putting the same effort into feeding humanity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And that we've become complacent as humans. So you'd, yes. you'd agree with that? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I mean, will I am, we're like this. Yeah, it's... Uh... No, but it's true. It's absolutely true and it's disgraceful. You know, just small acts of kindness go a long way, you know? And they're remembered and logged, you know? It's, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's a strange um, paradigm shift being out here. And a, and a hugely positive one, I think, you know? Um and also just having this this um, breathtaking nature, like an hour's drive away. I mean, actually, Tbilisi is flanked with mountains, so you can get a bolt up to a monastery on a mountain, which is what I did when I found that a friend had died last week. I was like, okay, what's my reflex? Get a bolt yeah. to the highest point of the city and hike back into the city, past all these monasteries. It's a deeply healing place, yeah. When's the, uh, when's the album out? March the 15th um, on CD and digital, um, self-releasing, um, so I can't afford vinyl. If there's demand, that might change. I hope there's demand. And then I'm doing a big, thus far all of my concerts out here have been solo. Um, but I've managed to meet some incredible musicians, um, a great Armenian drummer called Vardan, who I play in an improv unit with once every two weeks. That's a really good workout. He's one of the best drummers I've ever played with. So I'm going to do a full band presentation of the record in Tbilisi at a huge punk bar that my friends run called Junkyard. That'll be on the 16th. And I think there's some old members of uh, the Academy of Sun flying out to join me. So we'll get that filmed, um, hopefully record it. Are you hoping that, that, that this release will as much showcase uh, where you are, but it will also showcase Georgia as well? That it that, that actually... Yeah. It will actually give people an, an interest in in the landscape yes. that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enough that they flood it with tourists and dilute it and turn it into a <laughs> a clone of Paris. But you know, like, yeah. he doesn't. And he doesn't want a water yeah. park down the road tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want uh, no, his beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. view obscured by by you know Disney ears. Well, actually, the first but, um, Pizza Hut just opened the other day, which is a bit of a concern, but we'll see. Um, well, I mean, Georgian food is so damn good. It doesn't need any of this. I mean, Georgian food, I mean, they, you know, they invented wine as well. Did they? 8,000 years ago. That's crazy. And it's incredible. I mean, when I went back to the UK in October, because I've had it really good for two years, ongoing with Georgian wine, I didn't touch a drop of wine in the UK. I was like... What is this disgusting? <laughs> what is this antifreeze? <laughs> exactly. Oh. Absolutely horrible. You, you need to you need to uh, listen to this album, and 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 when you do, I, I don't know whether there's anyone in the UK that uh, that imports wine, uh, Georgia. But there if is. you if you do, yeah, yeah. yeah there is. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, then you know, please do tag yourself in to this post yes. as it goes yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and 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 we would. Uh, not that we advise drinking, um, but but on this occasion, please, if you feel yeah. uh, that that need, please do order yourself some Georgian wine and sit there and drink, uh, yeah, responsibly uh, along exactly. to uh, the listening. Yeah, there you go. I've covered myself. Infused just with in yeah. 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 Listen, it's <laughs> been it's been very very pleasant catching up with you. 
Um, it's, I, it's been I, a great joy, man. Really, really lovely to talk to you. So did you know I released my collected lyrics recently as well over the last 10 years as a limited edition no, book? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, how very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Only there 50 copies. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But but handwritten every single one. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, calligraphy. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. All in sand. Yes, sort of sand mandalas. It's, it's quite yeah. difficult to post. <laughs> yeah. But actually, it comes on a cement mixer. Comes in a big cement <laughs> mixer, and you can, they just dump it down, and then then Nick this has to turn up and. <laughs> do every single one individually listen it's been a pleasure seeing you again yeah, um, take care. you take so much, Graham. you take yeah. care of yourself my friend uh thanks yeah. uh everybody this has been the wonderful nick hudson uh please do go and check out the album when it comes out uh we will put the links in so that you can do that Brilliant. this has been another my music with graham Cove. uh there will be a track from nick on the my music podcast playlist now please do go and enjoy that um and share it amongst your friends so that all of the independent artists that you hear on there all get helped. Until next time, bye for now.